Okay, and welcome to Six Sad World. Uh, Hello, everybody. This is a podcast about all things spooky. That's the word I landed on for this. Okay. <laughs> um, and so by that we mean uh, that we'll talk about like murder and ghosts and aliens eventually. Yeah, and other all stuff the cool, that's spooky. creepy things that you could ask for. Um, my name is Mari, and I'm Jasmine. Um, and yeah, this is our podcast. You um, better deal with it. <laughs> um, so this is our first ever episode. I feel like we should start out with that, even though you should probably know if you've downloaded it. Wow, good, good job. Good job there. But yeah, this is our first <laughs> podcast, so you know, I apologize for our weirdness. Um, <laughs> I hope it will grow on you and you'll learn to love how cool and awesome and a little bit awkward we are. Everyone will. Everybody loves us already. Yes. All of our, like, I'm sure two listeners. <laughs> Be like, oh my god, I love them. It's going to be like my mom. <laughs> hey, it's better than no one. My mom is totally going to listen to this, even though she, like, doesn't even like true crime. But it's fine. Because she loves me. It's okay. So. Okay. That's what's important. Exactly. So, do you want to go ahead and talk about today's <laughs> topic for our podcast? Oh, yeah. Um, so... This episode's theme is trendsetters, um, and so these are murderers who have um, inspired copycats and have set the trends for for murder. Exactly. Was that an interesting way to put it? Well, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> How much more interesting can we make it, guys? Come on, a copycat killer. You know, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, do you do you want to go first? Because I, I feel like I've been doing all the talking. Yeah, sure. I'll go first. Um, so how I'm going to do this is I'm going to tell you guys about the OG, the original one, the original killer, and then I will tell you about the person they expired. Um, just a warning for those who are listening. Um, as you know, both these people have killed people, so if you're sensitive to that sort of stuff, you know, just be wary. Um, there are some mentions of uh, sexual assault as well, so be careful about that. Um, I'm hoping I covered it all in terms of warnings or things that make, you know, upset a few people. Just giving, letting you know. Just a heads up. All right, so my guy is Anthony Sowell, and... Most people probably haven't heard of this guy because he's not one of the classics like your Ed Kemper or your Ted Bundy, and his crimes are actually pretty recent. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm like dying. Uh, <laughs> he was born August 19th, 1959, and he was known as the Cleveland Strangler. All right? Okay. Uh, yeah, Cleveland Strangler, he had his own name. Unfortunately, the guy who copycatted him did not get such a name. Uh, <laughs> he was arrested in October 9th, October 2009, sorry. Um, and 
he had murdered 11 women. That's a lot of people. That's like a lot, a lot of people. Yeah, it is. It is a lot. Um, and his copycat, luckily for everyone else, did not make it to that number. He only made it to three. Thank God. Although right. he he made it to serial killer level. He's officially. That's true. That's true but he made I do like to call him a really bad copycat. Well, you know, that's like that's almost that's like twenty five percent almost. Uh, go big or go home. So, you know <laughs> he had to go home. All right. More <laughs> about this Anthony Sowell guy. So he was born to a single mother. Claudia Gertrude Garrison in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland Strangler, Cleveland, Ohio. You know, it's not a very creative <laughs> nickname. Um, <laughs> it was, it's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, what, what are they going to call him? Like, um, yeah, I wouldn't come up with a better name, clearly. <laughs> well, they need to hire somebody to come up with a better name because Cleveland Strangler is like, like, come on. All right. So <laughs> he was not an only child. He actually had a sister. And shortly after his mother died, him and his sister and her seven children all lived under the same roof. And this guy had a serious history of abuse. It's pretty bad. And I feel so bad for the people, for his sister and the kids who lived with him. And so, you know, oftentimes in serial killers, the stages of their really, really crappy behavior shows up pretty early on in their life. This guy is yeah. no exception. <clears throat> so shortly after that, once he reached his early adulthood, he entered the military for the most part using good standing, yada, 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 blah, 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 using the military up for about, uh, gosh, for a while. I'm not going to say how long. It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> and he was released um, like a lot of people who come out of the war he did not get back up on his feet very well he was living off of you know government uh, what was it called again gosh government Disney alive like welfare? Like, almost like welfare yes thank you thank you <laughs> there is a god that's what I'm here for is to uh supply you with words thank you because i'm not i'm not good with those guys and just so you know a podcast is my calling even though i'm not good with words keep that in mind <laughs> all right so you're clearly meant for yes, this definitely hundred percent so um his first offense this is pretty heavy he had um gagged and bound a pregnant woman oh my yes and he was charged with obviously that an attempted sexual assault. He was in prison for 15 years, at least okay. in 2005. So this is before he did any of the murdering, right? Oh, okay. So this isn't even yeah, victim this, number this one. This is just one. like this dude has a history. He's got a lot under his belt. All right. Okay. So wait, he he tied up yes. a pregnant woman. Yes, a person and, carrying another and, person inside her body. Yes. And tried to assault this woman. Yes. And then, like, but I'm so confused. 
I just you know? clearly prison doesn't work. If he was he was put away for fifteen years for that. Yeah, he was put away for that for fifteen years, and then he was let out, and he started to do some online dating. And <clears throat> oh no, to quote parts of his dating profile, he was looking for oh, no. subs to train. So this guy had a huge thing with dominating. He was that way with his sister, with his nieces and nephews, clearly with the woman he went to prison for for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then he started dating the mayor's niece. And she lived with this guy. Well, her story is a little, uh, it varies between two to four years. She's not super good with remembering how long she was with him. Her story changes a lot, but either way, she lived with him for a long time and claims that she smelt the, a really bad smell coming from their house, like decaying flesh. And you know, oh, for no. me, if I was living with some dude or anyone, and I start smelling mm-hmm. some real rank, I wouldn't stay there for two years, three years, four years. I'd probably get the heck out. But it is what it is. What happened happened, which is crazy. I mean, I do live with someone, <laughs> and, like, I put up with a lot of crap, but, like, if there was just, like, the smell of, like, rotting and decaying, I, th- I feel like I would ask You're some like, hey, questions. Um, did you notice that, uh, our house? I feel like even that, like, even if I didn't want to believe, like, my partner was capable of that, I'd still be like, maybe we should move, because this place smells like death. And maybe if we move, it'll stop. <laughs> maybe it won't be that way anymore. No, but she's here with him. The new place will be better, right? That, that, that would be the thought. That's what most people would do, but that was not the case for a while. Um, and this is the mayor's niece, Lori Fraser. So I don't know what she was thinking. Anyway, so on to what he actually <laughs> I mean, it's not her fault, is, is that what we're saying? <laughs> I feel like we should clarify. We're not saying her decisions affected no, anything. But like, I'm just saying, if I was in her situation, I, 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 I was, I'm very particular about smells. I would definitely ask what's up. I wouldn't stuck it around, stuck, stuck in. Jesus, Lord, take the wheel. Maybe he had a good excuse. Maybe he was like, it's my oh. art. There you go. So he had 11 victims. Um, And what I failed to mention earlier, one reason why I was drawn to this guy is because oftentimes in serial killer cases, it's usually a white man. This guy, however, though, Mm -hmm. is a black man. And all of his victims, yeah, really, which which surprised me for many different reasons. Because oftentimes Mm -hmm. when you look at the statistics of who commits serial crimes and all that sort of stuff, it usually is the white man so you know yeah and all of his victims were women of color as well all 11 of them oh that's how it went under the radar for so long i was like how does (laughs) i was like how does how does a black dude get away with so many killings and like nobody it's like oh women of color that's That's, exactly that's exactly it Surprise! So, <clears throat> what happened of was... Of course. This man has been out of jail for a while, and he had 
the police searching for him because he once again got in trouble for attempted assault of another woman. So the police were looking for him. They went to his house. He wasn't home. Okay. But two days later, they found, actually two days later, the first day, they found two bodies in his home. And then, just yeah, like, there's two bodies in his, I, I believe it was in his living room. Just two bodies. Just like in his yeah. living room? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. They, the, Hold the, on. the police. Let's go back to the, the girlfriend again. <laughs> she was she was gone by this point. She moved out. Oh, okay. Okay. I was I like, oh. she didn't just like walk around and be like, where's that smell coming from? And walk and walk around all these corpses and like not even see them. That's not what happened. <laughs> okay, because I was like, um, how are they just like in the living room? <laughs> okay, I guess he doesn't have a lot of guests. I guess not. He was out in and out of the house. He didn't have a stable job. He was living off of welfare. You know, it's it is what it is. And then True, I don't have guests. <laughs> two days later, they found four more bodies in the basement oh, no. in the crawl space. And then oh, they found no. three more. That sounds so gross. Yeah. Yeah. That's real awful. I'm making a face. I can't right see now. it, but I, 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 I imagine it's awful. Face are making. It is. Yeah. It's awful. And then they found three more in his backyard. And the remains, oh, no. the remains of a fourth back there as well. And then they found oh. a human skull in a buck in his house. So with all that, that totals up oh. to a total of eleven victims on his property. Jeez. That's insane. And that's just on his yeah. property. I I have to imagine that like he didn't just do this in his home. No, I mean, like, if you can kill 11 people, I don't imagine it was just restricted to your own home. Yeah, so there could be, like, there could be bodies other places. They really could. Um, so, these women, they were, they were all deaths by strangulation, gagging, bonding, the same thing he had been accused for with his previous um, assault cases with a woman who managed to get away. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It, he was 50 when he was finally caught and arrested. So, 70 counts of rape, kidnapping, carrying with evidence, and corpse abuse. This guy was no joke. Oh, my God. Jeez, and this was like when this was this? Was he was arrested in two thousand and nine, so it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's just over a decade ago. <sighs> That's not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, like. Yeah, I, it's like oh, it's gosh. Like, I was saying ten years ago. <laughs> ten years That's ago, the only you thing and I, I were say. Something that we could have seen on the news, yet we did not. We didn't hear about it. No. Oh my god. And it's like it's not just like like these women just like slipped into the night. This is like violent yeah. and yeah, brutal. It was. it was it was pretty intense. A lot of these women, they weren't just, you know, 
some kids who had been snuck off the streets. These were like, most of them were like middle-aged women who we had like, sorry, <clears throat> who, you know, he had found on dating profiles or had offered drugs to or whatever, you know, he just put, just put, they just put everything to get these women to him so he could create these awful, awful crimes. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. It's real sad. Okay, so tell me about his copycat. Alright, about his copycat. This guy, this guy, his name is Michael Madison, who's born October 5th, 1977, I believe. And he was arrested July 19th, 2013, so even more recent. Yeah. Okay. So he was born... Well, I guess he couldn't go in the past or else he let would be me, the original. Let me tell my story. I want to tell my story. Okay? All right. He was born you. in East Cleveland. They're both from Cleveland. But he's in East Cleveland. Um, born to the parents of Diane Madison and John Baldwin. <clears throat> All right. So there's not as much about this guy, uh, considering he's got less, less of a history, doesn't have the same military background or... Um, you know, same victim count. However, same thing. This guy was known for being, you know, not very good to women and just abusive. And even when he was caught, he was very, very, very cocky. He was very cocky. Copy. Oy. <laughs> very cocky, very unapologetic. <laughs> he even, um, you know, he was known for smirking and, and sort of chuckling during the trial when he was arrested. Even one of the victims. It sounds like <laughs> most men I know, to be honest. Well, there you go. The truth hurt, don't it? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so yeah. He had three victims. Uh, once again, he was also a man of color. And his victims were also women of color. Yeah. Of so course. There's a reason we didn't really hear much about this one either. So, same thing with his victims. They were gagged. The only difference between Anthony and Michael is that Michael had put his victims in bags to kind of make it harder for them to be found obviously it didn't help because he's caught after number three yeah and he was being more careful that's like <laughs> that's really impressive like how did anthony get away with bodies in his living room yep. for 11 bodies yep. throughout his property but this guy, three, and they're like, mm, <laughs> something's not right. So they <laughs> he's got it all like tied up and stuff. He's like, I, yeah, I was improving yeah. upon the system. So How? <laughs> the first they found the first body, July nineteenth, and the other two were found in his backyard and the basement of a vacant house. So this guy was just, ugh. He'd also been accused and was a registered sex offender, like Sowell, yes. 
Oh, yeah. She was only in jail for four years for attempted rape. Only four years. I mean, that's more than some, like, convicted rapists have gotten, so. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) It's still garbage. She was charged with two counts of aggravated, aggravated murder, three counts of kidnapping, three counts of gross corpse abuse, the same things that Sowell was. Um, one count of rape and a possession of a weapon by an ex-convict, because, you know, if you've been convicted, you're not supposed to have weapons. This guy was, oh. I mean, they're both awful, but this guy actually had one of the victim's dads attack him during the court uh, hearing because he just did everything to aggravate and and really, uh, what's What's the word I'm looking for? He just didn't care. He had no sympathy. He had no empathy for anything. He was taunting. You know, he didn't even try to, try to deny what he did. His lawyer tried to say that he did it because he was insane. But obviously, that did not fly mm-hmm. very well at all. And they were both, you know, charged yeah. and sentenced to death. I believe they are still alive. Cause I don't, cause you know, you're on death row for quite some time before. Yeah. Yeah. So Ohio has yes. the death penalty. I'm like not very like pro death penalty, but when you kill a bunch of women of color, then I'm Especially just kind of like, you have, ah. like, when you really don't feel anything for it, like, uh. yeah. Yeah, I mean, props to that dad, because, like, I'd probably do the same thing. Because I feel like if somebody, like, if somebody just, like, hurts someone I love, like, like, I'm talking about, like, like, talk shit about someone I care about. I'm, like, ready to jump in and, like, tear somebody down. Like, I can't imagine if somebody, like, murdered someone I loved and, like... They were just yeah, like that's, that, okay, I and don't think I would have been able to hold it in either. I could, it's, it would. I can't say he did the wrong thing. Like, I can't because <laughs> that's a really. Yes, it was clearly the right thing to try to it get was clearly the right thing. Who was trying to taunt him, and who murdered his child? Like, It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna kill somebody, like don't no, like no. flaunt it in people's faces. But I guess like if you're Already killing people, you're also like <laughs> not abiding by like <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna follow so, social etiquette. Those are my guys, Anthony Sowell and Michael Madison, both terrible people, and both Cleveland natives. Obviously, Madison was inspired by. Uh, Sowell, who just did a shittier job at it. Good riddance. <laughs> well, at least he only got three. Alright, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go, on. go ahead and do my, my peoples now. So, um, oh. I decided to go more classic. Um, with my original person anyway. So my original is Jack the Ripper. Um, so he's like like the most notorious serial killer of London. 
Um, he was never like there was no there was no convictions um, for the these crimes, and like nobody like there's no way to know for sure yeah. um, who was actually his victim and who wasn't. So. I got most of my information from a website called jacktheripper.org. And so I'm trusting them with their information. Um, But, like, I will say that their information did seem, like, more reliable than biography.com, which did, like, a terrible job. It, like, contradicted itself, like, in the middle of the article. And I was like, I don't know. All this information is useless now. Yeah, I was, like, pretty cheesed. Um... So, um, there are, like, five murders that are, um, like, kind of, like, canonically attributed to Jack the Ripper. Um, and, oh, I didn't do a warning. I, I, okay. So, I'll do the warning here because, um, this case deals with a lot of violence towards sex workers, Um, They are a very vulnerable community, so I did want to, like, put a warning there because this is, like, a reality that sex workers even today face. Um, And obviously this is Jack the Ripper, so I... There's going to be, like, mentions of the things that he did, which include body mutilations. um, So keep that in mind as well. Um, So, yeah. So... uh, Yes. So... Jack the Ripper has uh, kind of been uh, attributed like five uh, sex workers he killed um, and so their names were like the ones that they are like for sure for sure are like Mary Nichols, Annie Chapman, Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Eddowes, and Mary Kelly. Um, so um, but there are other victims that might have um, been his victims, sure. but like people aren't for sure. Um, so prior to Mary Nichols, his the first kind of official victim was a woman named um, Martha Tabron, and she was found on August seventh, eighteen eighty eight. And it's not confirmed for her to be a victim um, because she didn't have the kind of trademark um, wounds. Yeah. Um, her th- um, because her throat wasn't slashed or disemboweled, and she wasn't disemboweled because most of his victims either had both their throat slashed and they were disemboweled. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, her throat and abdomen were targeted. Um, <clears throat> And so I have a note here saying that I think it could be kind of like his first attempt and it kind of is what led to the escalation. Yeah. Um, so, and this all takes place in Whitechapel, um, which is like a neighborhood in London that's like in the, I think it's the East End. Yeah. Yeah, it's in London's East End. Um, which is typically a, like, lower-income area, um, and it's still kind of that way today, um, which is why there are, like, more sex workers in the area and, like, more vulnerable people. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Um, And so, 
on August 31st, 1888, um, the body of Mary Nichols was found. Um, and so she is the kind of first official murder. Um, <clears throat> there was a woman who was attacked and who survived um, kind of prior to all of this, um, but she was attacked by a gang. And so at this point, the police were kind of like, oh, it must be gang related because it, it, it must be like the same gang that's going around and attacking people. Um, oh, have I been talking this whole time and you're not even? I'm here. Are you there? Okay. Sorry for the audio quality. So it's working? I my audio input. I'm going old school right, right now. Just doing it straight to the laptop. Um, okay, so where... Where did I last hear you? That is a good question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I last heard you when you were talking about um, how in East London, there are still a lot of um, sex workers there. It's still a place that's uh, very impoverished, and that was the last thing I heard. Um, did you hear the part about where they thought it was gang-related? No, I didn't hear that part. Okay. So... Um, at first, the police thought the gang uh, that the uh, attacks were gang related because another sex worker was attacked um, a little bit before this, um, but she was attacked by a gang of men, like a group of them, um, and she was like beaten nearly to death. Um, but she like got away and she survived, and she told police that there was a gang, um, but. Uh, it turns out like no, it was actually a serial killer. Although, dun, dun, dun. I think that there's a possibility that one of those men was like, "Oh, hey, this was really fun. Like, I'm just gonna keep doing it." Or it could be completely unrelated. I don't know. I feel like it was probably one of those things where, like, I did it. Maybe I should do it again. Like. Yeah, and, like, this was before, like, the word serial killer was really used. Like, this was, like, pre that term because it's still, like, relatively new. It was pre and a like, lot of things, though. It was pre serial killer. It was pre DNA testing. It was pre, like, so many things in terms of, like, crime. So, yeah. So, I feel like there could be, like, a lot that there – that just like hasn't been like considered his victims just because like maybe he like messed up or maybe he like whatever and it's just like the cops like didn't know what to look for or like what patterns to keep an eye out for so anyways um there after that there were rumors of a man they that like the uh, the sex worker community referred to as leather apron which sounds like so scary that sounds like like silent hill kind of yeah, like scary like, like scary <laughs> video game like you can't defend yourself you can only hide in like closets with like some weird like <laughs> like monster with like a leather apron like a butcher knife walks around and like oh <laughs> right it sounds scary um and so 
Um, but there's apparently this guy walking around with a leather apron who would um, target sex workers and he would basically threaten to kill them if they didn't give him all their money. Um, but like, and so like the media like jumped on this, but mostly because he was described as like a Hebrew man. And so then it like sparked like this whole thing of anti-Semitism in London because we obviously needed exactly. more of that. We need more of a reason to be anti-anything. So yeah, so basically like, you know, like Hebrew men were like being like whatever because like everyone's like, oh, it must be this like Jewish man. Like, oh, I feel so bad. Um, so, and they think, like, th- that might have been Jack the Ripper because, um, one of the victims, Annie Chapman, had a leather apron found ne- near her body, but it could also be, like, this guy was getting in the news and, uh, Jack the Ripper, like, the actual guy could have just been, like, oh, hey, like, why don't I just, like, yeah, leave it, an apron really there? there's no way of telling, especially back then. <laughs> Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Um, Jack the Ripper was considered to have some kind of anatomical knowledge. So, like, some theories are that he was a surgeon or that he'd been trained in, like, something. Um, They even thought he was... There's so many different theories for Jack the Ripper. That's probably what what makes him just, like, a legend because, like, we'll never know. Yeah, because it's just, like, so far back now that, like, none of the evidence is, like, around. And, like, we can't use DNA testing. And we can't use, like, any of the knowledge we have now. And, like, all of the notes are going to be completely biased because, like, like cops cops suck. And, like, I don't trust yeah, their notes. It's, it's really but, all just speculation at this point. Um, so his next set of murders was he did two murders in one night. Uh, after that, he attacked both Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes. Um, so what did I? Who did I have here? Um, so they think that the first murder, Elizabeth Stride, might have been interrupted. Um, because she only had her throat yeah. slashed. And so they think that he, he because he was interrupted, he just, like, left her body and just went and found another victim, Catherine Eddowes, and then attacked her. Her face was mutilated. And, okay, this is, like, the really gross part. The killer took her uterus and left kidney. That's, like, so specific. Like, I only want her left kidney. Just that one. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, her uterus. And apparently, at some point, there was, like, a rumor going around that there was, like, an American who was, like, trying to buy wombs. Um, But, like, then it it turned out it was just, like, a fake story. Um, So... um, So, a piece of her apron of... Uh, Catherine Eddow's apron was found underneath um, some chalk scrawl. So there was like 
chalk writing on a wall that said, the Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. And like, I don't I understand say, what, what that means. Mean? And so, um, like, I don't know, but it basically seems like everyone was like, hating on the Jews and Jack the Ripper was like, ooh, scapegoat. I guess, I mean, if you really want to keep on murdering oh. and not getting caught, find like the most likeliest person for people to blame. Easy way, get out, getting caught. But like, it doesn't make sense for like, Jack the Ripper to be Jewish if he's writing that. I don't know, like, it's so weird. Um, Like, I don't know what it means. Uh, but after that, uh, Somebody sent a letter to the London news agency claiming to be Jack the Ripper. And he was all like, the police won't find me and they won't fix me and whatever. Um, His next, uh, after that, the next victim was Mary Kelly. Um, And this is really gross, but she was like practically skinned to the bone. Yeah. So, before this, I had known that, like, Jack the Ripper was, like, a pretty gruesome murderer. I just didn't realize just, like, how awful it was, like, individually, like, each individual case. Yeah, because you think they'd be kind of, like, all the same. Yeah. So, Mary Kelly is considered to be the last official victim, but there were other bodies that were found um, after that, that just like weren't confirmed, um, including Alice McKenzie in July of 1889. So this is like um, a year later, um, who had stab wounds to the throat and some shallow wounds to the abdomen. Um, so it sounded like, um, you know, like he attacked her, but like maybe she fought him off so much that she like died before he yeah. could like really attack her and so he just kind of like left her um there was also they also found a mutilated torso of an unidentified woman so just the torso <clears throat> it doesn't even say if like there was a head or anything it just says torso so just like like the middle part with like no legs arms or head like i don't like what does it mean like just torso yeah, like, that's what it seems like. Like, I'm not sure. It's it's pretty vague in that sense. But, like, I don't I don't think I want to know. Uh, like, it's it's pretty gruesome, the idea of it. Um, but that could be unrelated, which it is even more horrifying, which is like, oh, okay. So there was just, like, multiple dudes just running around and just, like, dismembering like people. Old-timey, okay. like, old-timey cases. It really could um, be. Like, we, there's no, unless we invent a time machine and go back, it's like, well, it could have been just a different guy every time, because we'll never, we'll just never know. Yeah. And, like, yeah, there could have been copycats at that time. Like, ugh. Because, like, like, Jack the Ripper was all over the press at this point. And so we all know how the press can, like, make people do things, like, just like to be like oh i i could be jack the ripper Ooh, i'm famous too now yeah it's like especially if they have like a big ego they'll definitely want to 
claim that title even if they're not the true Jack the River, right? Yeah. Um, anyways. Um, and there was another body. Oh, there was another woman found um, who, whose throat was cut, but she was found alive. Um, and so they think that she, he might have she might have been a victim and he just got interrupted again. That seems to happen to him a lot with the same guy who's been dating with. Yeah. And then I have like one note here that says like this is really similar to like Bruce MacArthur right now in Toronto. Um, So for some of our listeners who may not know um, in Toronto right now we have our own serial killer Bruce MacArthur, who I may or may not do an episode on. I don't know yet because he makes me really mad. Really, really, like current. It's it's still. There's still probably people who they haven't found who you probably might might be. Yeah, like they're still searching properties. Um. So, but. Before Bruce MacArthur was found, um, there was just a lot of missing people, and there was um, there are also some women who've been murdered as well in the same area, which is um, Church and Wellesley, which is kind of like the gay village. And so there was um, two other women who were found dead in the area, and um, one of them they only just charged, um, but it's like all around the same time there was just like men going missing and like women being found murdered and we were like hey there might be a serial killer and it's like sure bruce MacArthur did like murdered a bunch of men but these women weren't connected which means that there are women just being murdered as well so it's like Oh, hey, just because Bruce MacArthur was caught doesn't yeah, mean we're safe. caught one doesn't mean the other one gets off. There's, it just, just should mean that, like, we should be looking deeper into what's going on, especially in that area right now, because it's just, it's insane what's been going on the past year or so. About that. Well, like, the, the men who are missing span back as far as 2010, um, but it's only been the last year year so kinsman went missing um i think last summer um and it was after andrew kinsman went missing um that the community was able to get the police to start a new investigation into it um which is eventually how they got to bruce macarthur um and like the reason I mentioned that it was only after Andrew Kinsman is because Andrew Kinsman was the first white victim. Um, and prior to that, all the victims, <laughs> all the missing men were um, Middle Eastern or South Asian. Um, a lot of them were immigrants, um, just with like no support system. And so like, um, oh man, I, I, yeah, I'll probably end up doing something on this because there's just so much to talk about um but i won't i won't get into it any further because i do want to talk about my copycat now oh, too yay yeah because i do also have a copycat it's not just Bruce McCarthy, <laughs> don't worry <laughs> um so um 
when did my case even happen? Did I even write it down? I think it was around. Um, yeah, I think it was around 2008. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, this was relatively recent. Um, oh no, 2013, I think maybe even. No, 2008. Oh, I'm so confused. I was right the first time. Um, so, in 2008, um, a male named Derek Brown was arrested uh, for the murders of two women, also in Whitechapel in London. Um, so, he was thought to trying to be to emulate Jack the Ripper. Um, and they think that because he had taken a library book out from the, li- uh, from the library... Yeah. Because you needed to know that the library book was from the yeah, library. Exactly. <laughs> In case you were wondering where to find library books. Hmm, where do I find library books? The grocery store. That must be it. <laughs> okay, so now we've teased me on my speech and I've teased you on your speech. We're all evened out. We are. Uh, so he took out the book, Killers, the Most Barbaric Murders of Our Time. Um and he had a DIY murder kit. This is the words that they used in, in the Guardian article. I found this in. Um, and it included a bow saw, a steam cleaner, and waterproof sheeting. Wow. Um, so I guess he was also a little bit inspired by Dexter. But like, this guy was all set to have everything cleaned up after him. He's not anything like your guy. Yeah, he was really trying to step up his game, for sure. So, um, Derek Brown obviously is not as good as Jack the Ripper, or he's better than Jack the Ripper, but the police have gotten a lot better. Um, so he only had two victims, um, but, uh, I'm gonna butcher this name, and I'm so sorry, um, to every, like, Chinese person who is listening. Um, so his first victim was a woman named, uh, Mei Guo. I think it is. Um, and she was an illegal immigrant and um, Chinese DVD seller. And so basically she was one of those people who sold like those Chinese bootleg DVDs uh, on um, the sides of the street. I know those people like that. <laughs> yeah. So like I know in London um, they're more common than they are in Toronto. Like Basically, we just yeah, have to pick them all. Other than Pacific Mall, um, we don't really have too much anything else like that. Uh, but yeah, like in London, there's a lot more um, people who are like, like selling their stuff on the street. Like I know when I went, um, when you're going through markets and stuff, people are just like set up. Or like even when you're going near touristy areas, people are just like they've got their their setups on the sidewalk and you know they're just trying to sell and they're you know typically lower income people and more vulnerable people um and so um his second victim was a woman named bonnie barrett and she was a sex worker i think she was a street level sex worker so she was working off the streets as well um and she was also an addict um which is why they think she was also like super vulnerable um sorry that makes sense okay sorry you got out 
I apologize. At least for me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, the the police think that they were specifically chosen for their vulnerability. Um, and their bodies were never actually found, but their blood was found in the kitchen, corridor, and the bathroom um, of Derek Brown's um, apartment. Oh, my God. Um, and so they think that's where he dismembered their bodies. And, like, the judge who, like, presided over the case was, like, it's horrifying the efficiency with which he disposed of the bodies because they didn't find anything other than traces of blood. I'm like... Um, and blood. so... Yeah. Um, Guo, um, the um, Chinese immigrant, was a wife and mother, which I think is, like, so sad. Like, I think a lot of people forget that, like, these street workers aren't just like vulnerable people who like have come here and they're just like on their own. But like she had, um, I think it was like three children. She had people who were relying and dependent on her. Yeah. yeah and like she was out there trying to, you know, support them and like yeah. take care of them. Um, and that's what put her in danger because of her immigration status. And it's like really, really shitty. <laughs> And Derek Brown is a horrible human being, and I hate him. <laughs> In case you were wondering, we both hate him. Uh, oh, <laughs> what was really interesting though was that Derek Brown is also a father of seven. No. Yeah, he is Seriously? a father of seven children. I don't know how this man has time to murder women. When yeah. Anyway, so he has seven children. Um, and before this, he was convicted of rape in 1989. He was a suspect in another murder and is a, like, person of interest in, like, several other sex attacks. There's always that history. There's always something. It's not like he was hiding it. But, yeah, like, obviously, these feelings and these things come out in their ways early on and like people need to stop being like hey what that guy did wasn't so bad because it escalates yeah, it always starts from something it's escalates. Always like, oh you know they're just it's just whatever it's like a weird hobby or they're just a little bit strange and then something big happens they're like oh yeah, it's always like, oh, yeah, he was just, like, weird with women. Like, he he was, like, kind of aggressive, but, like, he, he seemed to mean well. And then later on, it's like, oh, he actually was murdering them. So it's, it's almost always, like, it's just so predictable at this point. It, like, really is. Um, anyways, after this... Um, Jackie Summerford, who was the mother of Bonnie Barrett, started a campaign to change how police interact with sex workers because um, sex workers are 12 times as likely to be murdered as anyone else, but there are they are way less likely to report anything because of um, fear of the police. Like, they're scared of going to the police because they could get arrested because of 
um, solicitation laws in the UK. Um, and like, not only that, like this wasn't the first time Barrett was attacked. Um, she had been like attacked before and like brutally beaten mm-hmm. by um, like a potential client. And this is just, like, a completely separate thing. Like, this isn't the first time her life has been at risk. Um, And this is kind of, like, a reminder that, like, for people that, like, sex workers are just, like, in constant danger, especially street-level sex workers. And, like, we just, like, it's it's just, like, really, really just, like, terrible. Um, But... Um, Jackie Summer first started this campaign to change how police do interact um, with sex workers, and it's based off of Merseyside Police. Um, in, uh, I think this was, like, in Liverpool. Um, so, like, in, like, Liverpool area, there's, like, a, a place called Merseyside. Um, and what they did was they appointed independent intermediaries. So, these are people who aren't like necessarily employed by the police they so just like, come in and work with the police voluntary, voluntary um, police official like a honorary what am i trying to say i know i know what i'm i know the word in my head i just recently learned it <laughs> like an it's like a, like an honorary police where you're not officially part of the police but you can like do some police work voluntarily sort of like they don't have like arresting power but they basically they can take the reports um so like sex workers can go to these people instead of the police and report violent interactions um and it took like conviction so like um rape cases in like this area was like at like six percent or something for their conviction rate. So only like 6% of cases were led to a conviction. But after they implemented this system, um, their conviction rates for like sex worker related sexual assault cases went up to 90%. So 90% of cases actually led to a conviction. Um, and so this was just by removing the police as a point of contact for sex workers. Um, and yeah, so this was the work of Jackie Summerford, Rosie Campbell, and other sex workers in the area who, you know, obviously were at risk and stuff like that. And basically they were just like, if you improve your relationship between the police and sex workers, you're going to improve the amount of cooperation sex workers will give in in investigations. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, because I think it said that um, a woman a woman might have been attacked by him and got away, um, but they only but she didn't report it because she was scared to, and so they didn't like nobody caught him until like which is way later. But it's understandable to be super um, scared. But yeah, to like report when something's happened to you. Yeah, because, like, um, before, like, the Merseyside police did their, like, introduced their intermediaries, like, um, 
basically a lot of sex workers would go to report like when sex workers did go to report crimes they would get slapped with a solicitation charge it's ridiculous and they'd be like okay but like i'm trying to tell you there's a man like attacking women like can you can you like give me some freedom here um so yeah basically criminalizing sex work is only leading to sex work to being more dangerous so yeah, like like cut it out stop that guys whoa so <laughs> anyways those were we my people's two very 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 awful serial killers and they're two equally as awful copycats you know it's a funny world that we live in where especially nowadays where people have so much access to you know past crimes and you know serial killers all, all other stuff and people getting inspired by them it's such a weird thing not just people i know when i was doing research for this this is just kind of like a closing statement you know there are a lot of books inspired by real crimes and like movies inspired by real crimes it's just like an interesting way that we sort of look at things that people have done in the past and how they sort of influence influence us whether it be copying their methods or using it as a means to make some sort of entertainment you know it's very interesting yeah <laughs> oh, i'm like exhausted now <laughs> These were, I, this actually got like very like emotionally exhausting like halfway through. I was like, man, it is. It's actually really hard to talk and about murder. Too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's our run. I hope you guys enjoyed it. No. Yeah. And there hopefully will be more episodes yeah, in the future. Um, this um, podcast going for quite some time and experiment with different things you know all the creepy crawlies and whatnot i'm really excited to actually do like a, a spooky story one same like a, like a like a like a creepy like legend or like a ghost story or something it'd be real fun okay let's let's make that our next week or not next week because we're not doing this weekly because that would be insane. terrible. Never make us do this. <laughs> our, our few listeners, don't you dare ask that. No, we're not. No, I don't have the emotional capacity to do this it's weekly. Too much. <laughs> We've done this once and it's already too much. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, this is Jasmine signing off. I don't know how to end this. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like we should have an official. An official sign? Um. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um. And this is Team Rocket blasting <laughs> off again. That's the only thing that came to mind. Really? I don't know why. Team Rocket came um, we'll, we'll get better at this, guys. We'll work on it. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't be that. murderers. Ooh, maybe we should do that. Don't be murderers. <laughs> and then sign off. This is a pretty good one. And that's our that's <laughs> and that's our show, folks. I'm gonna do the dramatic piano awesome. music now. Thanks for listening.